0: Hello, and welcome to Cave to the Cross uh, Apologetics. My name is Tony.
1: I'm Patrick.
0: And we are working our way, actually we're just barely beginning here, working our way through John Frame's Apologetics, A Justification of Christian Belief. Uh, Last time we looked at the foreword by uh, Vern Pothriss, and um, he told us what the book was going to be about. And so this time... We're going to look at the preface of the book. Actually, this is the second edition. And so uh, we'll look at John Frame's uh, first edition preface. And then we'll spend a few minutes looking at the introduction by Joseph uh, Torres. And then probably get into chapter one just a little bit so that uh, we can get started on this book. So this this is an exciting book because this is, uh, he's a premier presuppositionalist, right, a presuppositionalist apologist. And so he's going to really help us to work through exactly what presuppositional apologetics is and help us to understand that. So this should be exciting. Yeah. So let's start with his uh, preface here. And again, this is from the first edition of the book. So really the way this works is uh, John Frame wrote the first edition of the book and then Uh, His friend and uh, the person who kind of followed him uh, and closely and is Joseph Torres, he kind of put together the second edition. So he kind of revised the first edition. He looked through frames, materials and added some stuff to this. So he so Torres is really the one that put together the second edition. Right. But John Frame uh, writes a um, he he did write a page of thank you on the uh, second edition. But let's look at his first edition here. So he says that uh, as the title indicates, this book is an introduction. So he wants his book to be an introduction to apologetics rather than a comprehensive system of apologetics. It's intended for people who can do college-level reading, he he tells us, and are serious about resolving issues of some difficulty. Uh, He he says that this book uh, he trusts will be more suitable perhaps as a textbook in apologetics. So that was his aim when he put this book together. Right.
1: And then he moves on and tells us kind of uh, the perspective that he's coming from and uh, he's, he's not hiding it whatsoever. And he says, in good conscience, I can describe this volume as reformed apologetics as belonging to that special kind of reformed apologetics developed by uh, kind of uh, someone we've mentioned on this show a number of times, uh, predecessor of, of Greg Bonson, and that's Cornelius Van Til. He said, uh, I do not write, uh, I do not necessarily agree with every sentence Van Til wrote. Indeed, some Van Tilians will describe this work as revisionist, the the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the evil word. Although I, I think uh, now from uh, at least from uh history writer's perspective, um, revisionists now probably sell more books than than any uh, uh, mainstream yeah, people.
0: Yeah, really. <laughs> the, the, the
1: revisionists are going on Joe Rogan and, and selling books uh, at, at any time they go on there. <laughs> but he says that, I believe that Vantel's approach is still the best foundation for Christian apologetics at the present time. And uh, I think we would agree with that. And we also have to know too, that um, uh, Cornelius Van Til did did a heck of a job with the time and the place and the people he was talking to. And so uh mm-hmm. we, we I think we talked a little bit about it last time is the whole idea of using terms like presuppositionalism really finds its foundation in kind of the philosophy departments because that's who he was talking to. That's that's how he's yeah. working out his ideas here and still uh you know applying a uh, a biblical foundation to um uh to metaphysics, to epistemology, to morality and um and and so uh we we We've got to kind of be careful, and, and I think Frame would agree as well um, that uh, that um, Vantel uh, we have to be respectful of, of who he was writing to and when.
0: All right. Exactly. Uh, so he jumps right in with this idea of a uh, presuppositionalism. He says he do, he does not particularly like the term presuppositional. Uh, as a description of Van Til's apologetics or, in fact, his own, although uh, it's often used, you know, in this way. He says presuppositions are often contrasted, notice this, with evidences, right? So he says oftentimes presuppositionalism is contrasted with evidences. So that to call a system presuppositional tends to convey the message that the system recognizes the importance of presuppositions but despises evidence and of course he's gonna argue here just you know in just a second that that's not the case you can still Mm -hmm. use evidence even though your presuppositions right in fact you ought to use evidence the scripture uses evidence he's gonna tell us yeah and so uh he wants us to understand that
1: yeah there's uh probably a um 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 idea out there that presuppositionalism all, all we do is say well i just assume the god the bible is true and uh why 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 mm-hmm. by what standard do you say and so you know obviously with with any you know with atheism with uh, uh, uh any type of epistemology we, we we can make those same kind of uh straw man positions as well uh but here uh, it's 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 true that um that the, we're providing the best foundation to be uh, evidence seeking people and so we, we don't we don't turn our noses at uh, at the walls of Jericho uh, you know if, if Peter ends wants to say oh you know the 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 uh, um, established uh, uh, literature out there shows that the walls of Jericho never fell and then you, you actually look at the evidence and you go well no it's pretty clear that it fell and in fact uh, there seems to be evidence where uh, there, there are parts that didn't fall in support of where Scripture says it didn't fall. So it's, uh, it's quite interesting to, uh, to actually look at the evidence. Uh, but uh, presuppositionalists would say, no, w- w- uh, we're providing first the foundation to look at the evidence, and so, uh, you know, you can mischaracterize the position uh, as, as being anti-evidence, but uh, that wouldn't be the true sense of, of, uh, of where we're coming from. So VanTel, however, did not have such a skeptical view of sense experience. He did not uh, believe that knowledge was restricted to the Bible in that way, and was not inclined to reject the use of evidence. So even Vintell himself, uh, who uh, you know we 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 get some of the nomenclature and some of the the uh, the, the, the lines of thought still that passed down from Bonson to elephant to Frame, um, you know, we're 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 still look at the person who kind of. Um, draws from uh, 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 you know, the, the, the biblical framework of understanding uh, the, the basic beliefs uh, that we bring to the table. Thus, the term presuppositional used in that sense is not an adequate description of Van Til's position or of what frame says or of his own position. But we're still going to kind of use that same idea because most people kind of know, um, uh, especially from a college level uh, uh, introduction here. Of, of what those ideas convey.
0: Right, exactly. And so he says, you know, he doesn't want to quibble over words, right? And, and so the term has uh, come, has become a standard label for all those who understand that there is no religious neutrality. And so that's the issue that he wants us to focus on, the idea of neutrality in thought and knowledge. And so he's, you know, he'll occasionally use this term um, as a label for himself and Van Till. Uh, by accommodation, because that's what it's come to be seen as, and also to emphasize that uh, you know what he shares with other folks who work in the presuppositionless type of apologetics, like uh, Gordon Clark and so mm-hmm. forth. And so the um, uh, who, by the way, reject neutrality. That's the the issue here, and so he's going to further expand on that.
1: <clears throat> yeah, but why? Another introduction to Apologetics. Well, Van Til's work is still valuable, but it has always been in need of a translation to more easily understood language. Again, what we kind of talked about with who who his audience was and who he was speaking to and, uh, you know, re- reading, reading Van Til uh, t- tends to be maybe a little bit more dry than what it needed to be, but who, 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 who is he talking to? What, you know, what's the vocabulary he's using? And he's writing, you know, uh, close to, what, a hundred years from from today. So, um, you know, obviously yeah. things are going to, uh, reading people like, uh, Warfield and, and, uh, uh you know, <laughs> Edwards, you just like those two people are, are in their own time and place, but you just go, man, there is no books today that are written at all. <laughs> like how these men wrote. So, yeah. so obviously we're, 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 we're kind of modernizing it for our own, uh, palpability here. So he says, I think also it uh, needs some of revision, as I have indicated, lest its weakness obscure it tremendously from important insights. And apart from the writings of Van few, if any, introductions in apologetics go to scripture itself to ask in some detail concerning the norms of apologetics. And so he says that uh, there, there's this gap that exists, and he hopes that this book kind of bridges that gap to, between uh, what Van uh, describes as a scriptural understanding for apologetics and then um, maybe uh, introduce things like um, a few more examples into uh, the, uh, the the ideology there.
0: Yeah. So two things we can pick up here from this preface. First, you know, the idea that presuppositionalism has to do with non-neutrality. And that's what he emphasizes here. And then secondly, this approach presuppositionalism, he uh, suggests is based on scripture, using scripture. As a way to work through apologetics. All right, so that's the preface. All right, so uh, Torres asked the question: Why release uh, a second edition of Frame's uh, book on apologetics? Right. So that's similar to the question that Frame was attempting to answer in his, uh, you know, in his preface. He says, "The the Carcarian Framian thinker that I am." <laughs> uh, I, 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 want, I
1: want. I want a, a, a okay. verb adjective description of my last name sometime. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be great?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So he's going to give us three reasons why he wants to, uh, you know, release this new, uh, updated version edition of Frames book. Uh, the, uh, biblical perspective on the discipline of apologetics that, uh, Frames book offers the constant need to clarify what uh, Van Til and uh, presuppositional apologetics really is, right, and and really is not, mm-hmm. and also uh, because of a new generation of readers. So he's going to take us through those three reasons why he uh, he put together this second edition,
1: right? And right, so starting out with the first one, a biblical perspective on apologetics. Uh, uh, Taurus says here that apologetics is giving a reason for our hope. Obviously the, the first Peter 315 passage uh, comes to, comes to our our, our uh, forefront of our mind. I said, uh, if apologists are, are uh, forced to get um, tattoos that that First uh, Peter three fifteen would would be on all of that's, our forearms there. That's right. <laughs> so this defi- <laughs> definition jumps right off the page from the character uh, the the charter verse of Christian politics. Always be ready to give a defense for the hope that you have, but with gentleness and respect, obviously is what uh, you know uh, uh, for for an idea on how to do the gentleness and respect. Um, Uh, covering uh, tactics by Greg Hochul is uh, is a worthwhile uh, walkthrough that we've done uh, in the past Mm -hmm. as well. But Apologetics is simply obedience to the command of Peter. No more and no less. Be ready. Give a defense. Okay. You got it. Now what? <laughs> what? what <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> uh, I, I had a spiritual experience, or uh, you know, I I, I looked at uh, the the words of scripture, or uh, I'm, I'm able to see that something happened uh, that uh, that uh, Jesus was a real person, that he died uh, and uh, killed by the, the the Romans, and all of a sudden here's here's a group of people that pop up that are turning the world upside down, and so how, how do I how do I you know come to grips with that, and so. Um, you know that the, the logical answers abound, uh, spiritual answers abound, and um, we um, we have to figure out now. Okay, well, what do I tell other people? How do I how do I go about that process? So when we define apologetics in terms of obedience, Scripture maintains its unique status as the final court of apologetic appeal. So, w- what basis are we going to use? Well, it might become a surprise, but the Bible is going to be. The basis for which we do apologetics, and yeah. it's it's yeah. where we it's where we we would want to find that idea. It's a, a outpouring of the basic tenets of the of the Christian uh, uh, worldview and value, and it's also what the other side would want us to do. And so, uh, uh, um, you know, the, 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 there's value in the classical and evidential and the the reformed epistemological approach. Um, but uh, but this one I think uh, maintains the, the, the highest view of Scripture and builds from a top down perspective. Meaning, uh, God defines uh, the the cases for unbelief and uh, witnessing and apologetics and salvation. And so there's the the basis uh, from which we should have our starting point.
0: Good, yeah, and he. So not only is with regard to this biblical perspective, is apologetics obedience to the command of scriptures. But also, he says, apologetics is an application of scripture to unbelief. Uh, He says the unregenerate heart desires a a God that can be handled with, uh, you know, with a revelation that it finds palatable. Uh, The Christian defender is not free to water down the faith to suit the taste of rebels. And so, You know, the unbeliever wants to suppress the truth and be able to be in control, as it were, right? the autonomous person. is, And he says, you know, we can't water down the scriptures in order to accommodate that. He says the unbeliever may be uh, without excuse with regard to God's existence and moral requirements, uh, according to Romans chapter one. But the apologist is likewise without excuse with regard to the truth, that he or she must uphold and defend. So this is an ap- apologetics, the apologetic enterprise is a application of scripture to unbelief. and uh, So that's a kind of a, you know, part of this whole idea of his biblical perspective. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I think if you presented the case to somebody of a utilitarian approach and said, by any means necessary, we get them from from the the the, the cesspits to to the pulpit uh you know we can we can lie we can cheat we can steal we can we can uh you know uh do seance moves where uh tables are floating and and uh you know uh window shutters are opening and closing when when we ask for a sign um if if we were to tell somebody that that that's that's going to be our model for evangelism i i think hopefully most people would see that as the incorrect route so if if that's the case Maybe there's other areas where we need to kind of shore up the uh, foundation and say, well, maybe having agreement from those who currently sit at the scholarly table and and getting a nice, uh, you know, uh, pat on the head and saying, OK, we'll let you have that one. Maybe that's not the right approach that uh, that we should have uh, in, in when we're starting with with um, what evidence is to present or uh, what our apo- uh, uh, apologetic method should be. Right. What approach we should have. All right. And then finally, his, his last point is that apologetics is also application of scripture to unbelief. And in fact, um, one of uh, I think Vantel's kind of best definitions of what uh, apologetics is, is the application of scripture to unbelief. Mm-hmm. But unbelief is no respecter of persons. Both Christians and non-Christians wrestle with doubt and suspicion. Both sides do it. And so yeah. a biblical apologetic targets unbelief wherever it may be found strengthening the faith of Christians and calling unbelievers to repentance and faith in Christ. So, so, you know, we, we, we kind of think about it as a fight and argument, argument in the sense of you presenting an idea. There's a counter presentation of ideas, uh, you know, depending on who's on the other side. And uh, you know, there's a, a offensive and a defensive. The offensive is, is to kind of um, uh, bolster your faith and understanding and understand how God works in the world. And then the defensive is kind of that, um, yeah, answering critics, answering questions, um, um, uh, what, what to do when, when surrounded in, in the back alleys with, with people uh, asking you, well, you can't possibly believe that book that you hold in your hand and you going, yes, I can. And so, uh, you know, what, w- w- what do you say after that? And so, so, uh, to, to, to have it be that type of, um, kind of outlook, uh, I, I think is accurate, uh, but it's not, it, it's, it's not that we're, um, uh, brawling with, with these ideas. We, we can be confident, um, but uh, again, we're, we're, we're treating it with the gentleness and respect. It's, it's how we would want the other side to present their ideas as well.
0: Good. Yeah. All right. So again, he's answering the question, why, you know, why the second edition? And the first answer is uh, because he wants to give a biblical perspective on apologetics, Right. It's an an obedience to the command of Scripture. It's an application of Scripture to unbelief in general, and specifically the unbeliever. But it's also an application of Scripture to uh, the believer as well. So, general uh, unbelief, right? Secondly, then, uh, he says that there is a constant need for clarification. So, this is the second uh, point with why he's suggesting he's uh, put together the second edition. He says, while Frame's definition of apologetics is clear enough, his methodology hasn't always been properly grasped, right? And so he wants to to deal with that. Misunderstandings of reformed apologetics linger. Many of the most basic tenets of a presuppositionalist apologetic are misunderstood, characterized, uh, uh, dismissed, or maligned, even. And so he's hoping that the second edition, uh, that God will use it to uh, to help to foster both genuine understanding of presuppositionalism and following from this uh, understanding, forward-moving dialogue with those brothers and sisters in Christ who do not accept its uh, distinctive emphasis. So he wants to make sure that, uh, you know, the, the position of uh, this particular approach this particular methodology is clarified. And so that's another reason here why he has put this particular book together.
1: Right. And uh, next, uh, uh, the description of, of uh, why this uh, second edition comes about is uh, for a new audience. and uh mm-hmm. I, I i can understand this uh completely because uh i too was once lost in, in a world without van till i didn't I, I couldn't if if you were to tell me you know william lynn craig and um uh you know uh, um, e- even um um uh, gary habermas and and various other current day uh, apologetic uh, uh individuals uh yep i absolutely know them i can tell you like what their area is but when it comes to uh, somebody like Van Til, uh, it wasn't until we happened to just find a, a chapter in a book that we said, oh, this might be interesting. And we went on a six year journey to read pretty much everything <laughs> that we could to kind of grasp this idea. Um, so uh, if if that was needed for uh, man, we, uh, what, 10 years ago, probably for us, um, it's, oh, wow. it's, it's even more so uh, needed uh, these days. So both the rise of reformed theology among younger evangelicals and the renewed interest of gospel centeredness have rightly placed a high emphasis on scripture. Uh, you know, no longer are the days of I'm an American, therefore I'm a Christian. Um, and that's maybe a good thing. Uh, you could probably argue it both ways and that'd be an interesting discussion. Uh, but, uh, but the, uh, the, the high view of scripture, I think, um, is is there for those who would say I'm an evangelical Christian. So with this focus, people are looking to know what the Bible says on everything, on everything from gay marriage to questions of medical ethics, parenting and unifying themes of scripture to how to present and defend Christianity against its cultured and uncultured uh, uh <laughs> despisers and and yeah. you know uh, no, no more today than than everything is political and so does the, can the bible talk to those things exactly absolutely yeah. absolutely so the young restless and reformed christians want to know what scripture says about apologetics and epistemology if adherence to new calvinist movement are looking for a seasoned guide to direct their journey for an apologetic that magnifies the sovereignty and glory of god they have to look no further than the john frame and uh, I, I've, I've seen interviews with John Frame where he's talking um, about his apologetics and I'm always impressed with that. But what's also interesting with John Frame is the, the, the movement from theology to application. Uh, he never went on a talking circuit tour because he didn't want to be away from his home church. He didn't want to be away from his family and he wanted to, to, to ground his ministry in the local church even. And he still became a very famous and well-respected uh, individual in, in the field. Yeah, so theologian, I, yeah. yeah, and an academic. Yeah. And I'm I'm just uh, always impressed with 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 that desire. And so, um, um, ho- hopefully, uh, um, this uh, this person uh, frame um, uh, writing this book will will show that that great balance that uh, that I've seen in his uh, in his interviews.
0: Okay, so that uh, finishes the uh, preface of the book and the introduction uh, to the book. So um, we will end it here and begin next time with the first chapter of John Frames' Apologetics, a Justification of Christian Belief, and uh, begin to jump into the actual book itself. Thanks for being with us, and we'll see you next time.
1: That's right. You get two episodes before we even crack the book that's how good (laughs) we are but uh, yes we'll, we'll, we'll see you next time as we uh we open up to chapter
0: one and learn the basics of apologetics